Welcome to God Day. I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. It's good to be with you. And may this be a God Day for you today. And we want to turn to one of the most important teachings of Jesus, the parable of the sower. In some ways, we're familiar with it, I'm sure. But actually, um, I want to share with you perhaps a, a new dimension to the parable of the sower that maybe you haven't seen. Uh, it's not just about receiving the Word of God for our salvation, but actually it describes how God works in every area of our life. This is called the master parable. Jesus, uh, Jesus basically said um, that you need to understand this parable in order to understand all the parables. It's kind of like the key parable to the kingdom of God. It's in Mark chapter 4, it's in Matthew 13 and Luke chapter 8. And basically, Jesus is describing how the kingdom of God works. And basically, Jesus underlined it, as we'll see, as, as the primary parable. In other words, this is how God works in our life. And if we are to produce fruit in our lives for God, this is how it happens. And it's all about the sower sows the word parable of the sower and the and really the seed and so let's let's read it first of all out of mark chapter 4 shall we um, and jesus it says in verse 2 taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching listen behold a parable behold a sower went out to sow and it happened, as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some, and notice there's a progression here, some fell on stony ground or shallow soil where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. So this time the seed gets a bit further, but because it's in shallow soil, um, it didn't... Uh, produce any fruit. Then verse 6, but when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Uh, and so this seed in sallow soil couldn't stand up under the, the sun, the heat of the sun. And then it says, some seed, this is the third lot of seed, fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. So this, this one went into deeper soil, put down more roots, but again, the, the, um, the thorns and the weeds choked it, and it couldn't produce much fruit. But finally, verse 8, the other seed the, fell on good ground, and it yielded a crop that sprung up and increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixtyfold, some a hundredfold. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And uh, in a minute, we'll have a look at how Jesus interpreted this parable. Uh, but in Mark 4, verse 14, he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? In other words, this is the master parable. If you understand this, you'll understand how the kingdom of God works. In the interpretation in Luke 8, 11, he basically says the seed is the word of God. So the sower sows the word. 
is the interpretation. And, um, and that's what Mark 4.14 says, the sower sows the word. In other words, the kingdom of God operates through the word of God. And so the number one thing in our life should be the word of God, because the word of God is, carries the power of God, the kingdom of God, works in your heart through the word of God. And the soils, you see, the, the earth here represents the heart of man. So you're in this parable, all right? And so your heart is either hard or shallow soil or full of weeds, or it's good ground. And actually, in one area of your life, you might be good ground, but in other areas, you might be hard soil, unproductive soil. So this, you can apply this parable in, in different areas of your life. And of course, the aim is to be good ground, because what you have is that the soil, un, the, 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 the word needs to penetrate the surface and go underground so that the word gets planted in your heart, into the invisible realm in your heart. Then it can start to grow and it will produce good fruit in your life, but you have to embrace it in your heart. And so the earth is the heart of man and how much fruit actually does the, the, the word is well able, the seed is well able to produce fruit. You know, you could take a seed here and you could complain, well, this seed isn't producing any fruit. It can't be very powerful. No, the seed has to be put into the soil if it's to produce fruit. And so you have to take the word of God and you have to get it by meditating on it. You get it in your heart. Then it will produce the fruit. Then the power that's in the, the seed will produce the results. Ultimately, we can't produce the results in our own strength, but the Spirit of God working with the Word of God will produce the work, the, the fruit. But we do have a role to play. We have to allow and receive that Word in our heart and let it put down roots in our heart to produce the fruit. So the seed is small, but it's powerful. It works invisible invisibly. And under the right conditions, it will grow and produce great results, beneficial results. The power is in the word, the power is in the seed, not in the sower or the soil, but we must receive it and let it grow in us. The seed outside the soil can't bear any fruit. You have to get it into the heart. And so this is how the kingdom of God works in this age. It works invisibly through the word of God, not outwardly and politically, but it, it's a spiritual kingdom of God in the present age. And so he is saying the essence of the kingdom of God at this present time. Now, one day the kingdom of God will be manifestly seen. Jesus will rule and reign on the earth, praise God. But right now in the church age, the kingdom of God works through the word of God working in our hearts. And um, it was Jesus who started the sowing of the seed. It says, he who sows the seed, good seed, is the son of man. He began the sowing and now we are all part of sowing the seed of God. And this, the word of God create, contains the life and the power and the potentialities of God. But for it to be manifested in our life, we have to first get the word in our heart. See, we can have experiences which are great, but experiences are not substitute for the word. It's the word 
knowing the word, that will set you free. That will give you the victory in your life. There is no substitute for the word of God. But what we also see in this parable is that Satan is active and he is trying to stop the word of God produce fruit. So he knows the power of God is connected to the word of God in your life. And so he will do whatever he can to oppose the word of God. So we see, for instance, with the first type of soil, that the fowls of the air come and steal it. This is like Satan's agents come to steal the word. Some, you receive the word of God and then somebody comes along and, and tells you, oh no, that's rubbish, and you lose it. Or it could just be a distraction. You're so distracted that, you know, you, you forget it. And um, then he talks about the heat of the sun coming down on the shallow soil. The heat of the sun is like afflictions and persecutions, difficulties. In other words, you receive the word, uh, but, but then negative circumstances happen in your life and they, they discourage you and you just give up believing. And as a result, you produce no fruit. And then the, th the third type of soil is he describes thorns and weeds. And we'll see he interprets those as kind of, you know, the pleasures of life, um, the responsibilities of life. These aren't all bad things. These are just things in our life that distract us and, and choke the life out of the word because they take up all our energy and all our focus and there is very little left for the word of God. And so as a result, the word in us is choked. And so these are the different ways the enemy can get us off the word of God. He can try and steal it from us. He can, you know, through bad situations, cause us to be discouraged or just distract us with even good things that we just be preoccupied with the things of life that we forget the word of God. But it is possible to be good soil and to bear wonderful fruit, 30, 60, 100 fold fruit. So what is the key to this parable? And I believe that Jesus in verse 9, Mark 4, 9 says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. <clears throat> and I think in one of the Gospels, it says, pro probably in Luke's Gospel, it says, he actually cried, he shouted this out loud. Um, he cried out. So this is actually the punchline of his sermon. All right. This is the big point that he's making. It's not a throwaway comment. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Like, oh, I've just said something really profound, you know, wake up. No, this is the main point of the whole parable. The whole point of the parable is hearing the word of God, giving attention to the word of God, giving priority to the word of God in your life, because it's the word of God, it's that seed in your heart that will produce the results, you see. And so he says, he who has an ear, this is the punchline, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Keep And literally, it's in the present continuous. So literally it is, he who has ears to hear the word, let him keep on hearing and hearing the word. That's the key. And what he's saying is, though your heart might be hard right now, okay, let's read the interpretation and, and let's see that there's actually a progression here. What he's basically saying is, your heart might be hard 
right now in a certain area, you're not able to receive from God because your heart is hard. Um, but don't worry, because without Christ, we're all like that. But he says, the key is just keep hearing the word. Just keep meditating on the word in that area. Keep opening your heart and asking God to show you. And as you keep on hearing, what will happen is there'll be a progression. Your heart will gradually become softer and better soil and better soil. If you keep on hearing, you'll become good ground and you will start bearing great fruit. But you have to be persistent in putting the Word of God first. Let's see that how this works. There's a clear progression here, which actually describes the progression of the seed in the soil that produces fruit. So, <coughs> he says in verse 14, Mark 4, 14, the sower sows the Word. All right, we're talking about the Word of God. That's the agent that the Spirit of God works with to produce fruit in your life, results in your life. Notice, the word, first of all, goes underground into your heart. But if you will persist in putting the word first, that word in your heart, that seed in your heart, it will put down roots. So for a time, you may not see any difference, but it puts down roots in your heart, and then it will start growing upwards. And it will come above the surface. In other words, it will produce visible results in your life. And as it grows, it will then ultimately bring forth great fruit. Visibly, where everyone can see, you are changed and the blessing of God is manifested in your life. So it starts in the heart, but it will be manifested outwardly. Praise God. And that's God's guarantee for you. Now, he says, first of all, these are the ones, the first soil is the ones by the wayside. In other words, the word falls on a path where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And in, an, in Luke, I think it is, says the reason is they don't understand the word. So what happens is the seed lands on the path, but it doesn't penetrate the soil because it's just hard. And that's a case where the word comes to you, but because you don't understand it, it can't penetrate any deeper. It just doesn't make any sense to you. So you can't receive it, you see. It bounces off your mind. And then it's easy for the fowls of the air, as it were, to come and steal the word. And, and so you may come to a certain part of scripture and, and it's like that. I just don't understand this. And it would be easy then for Satan just to distract you and you, you lose it. But Jesus says, just keep hearing the word. Just keep hearing the word. As you do that, you're, you'll begin to get understanding. You ask God for understanding. And as you begin to understand, so the soil loosens up of your heart and that seed drops a bit lower and it get, enters into your heart. You begin to understand it and you begin to embrace it. You begin to like what it's saying and, and you embrace it and you affirm it. And then you have moved to stage two. Now, stage two is shallow soil. It's stony ground. This means it's just a thin layer of soil and the ground is quite stony. That's, that's an improvement on stage one. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. 
and they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So these are the ones that fail at stage two. The seed goes into the heart. It's quite shallow soil though. What will happen in that situation is that it will put down some, some roots and these roots is when you actually you accept the word, it's, it comes into your heart and it comes into your will. You, you choose to receive it. But the root system is still quite weak, all right, because uh, it's, only, it's quite new early days yet. So the root system is quite weak. So your grip on the word is, is relatively weak. So now, if you don't keep hearing the word, uh, now the test comes and he talks about the heat of the sun. What might happen? You receive a word from God. Initially, you become excited and there's this, this, uh, this joy. You receive it with joy. You're very happy about this word. You've received it. But then the negative things happen in your life, negative pressures, circumstances. And because it's not rooted in you, 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 you get discouraged and you actually give up on, on that promise because you think, well, it can't be true because these bad things are happening and, and, you've, and you can't bear fruit. So what should you do? In that situation, Jesus' command to you is, he who has ears, let him keep on hearing the word. In other words, if you are going through hard times and, and you've got a promise of God in your heart, whatever you do, do not let go of that promise. Keep on meditating on that word, on that promise of God. And if you will turn to God in those hard times and stand on the word and refuse to let go of God's promise, what will happen as you keep on hearing and hearing the word is now that your root system will get deeper. The soil will open up and, and get deeper in you. The stoniness of unbelief will be removed from you. And that's, that seed in you will put down deeper roots and you will learn to stand even while things are hot around you, as you keep hearing the word, the root system develops stronger and stronger. So there's a test of that trial of bad circumstances. You'll either quit or you'll get deeper and you'll get rooted. And then you move into the third test. The third stage is, again, those who are sown among thorns or weeds. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So the third test in your life is now you've reached stage three. The word is rooted in your heart, all right? But now the next temptation against you is good things, if you like. The, the cares of life, the responsibilities of your job, the, the pleasures of life, it says, or the desire for material things, you know, in degree, that is, that is valid, the responsibilities of life. But the, the danger of allowing all these weeds to have first place in your life is that your attention gets pulled off the Word of God. The goodness of the soil is either going to be used for the, the Word of God that's growing in you or for these other things. Whatever you give your attention to, you will increase in. So if you give all your attention 
So this is the, the temptation of distraction. If you're distracted by all the material things of life and the things of your job and the, the things of your pleasure and you give those things more importance than the Word of God, then all the goodness, as it were, in the soil gets used up on those weeds. And as a result, the Word of God in you is choked because you're not giving it the attention it needs to thrive. And as a result, even that one that is rooted doesn't bear any fruit because, again, the whole attention of the soil is being used up on the weeds. And so that's the third way we, we can fail to grow f- fruit in our life. So this is the master parable. This, this is basically giving you all the keys to, for you to be successful spiritually and the dangers to avoid. And, and so he says, these ones, the deceitfulness of riches, so your whole life becomes about chasing after money. You think having the riches is all the answers. That's outward things. The desire for other things entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But if you will pass that test, then you become good ground. Praise God. And it says, the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, embrace it as their reality, and they will bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, some 100-fold. So he's saying, even if you're hard soil, just keep hearing the word. Keep hearing the word, and the word of God will you will change into good soil. See, when, as you keep hearing the word, that is actually like being watered, you see. Well, the, the Bible talks about watering the word with the word. So as you uh, keep hearing the word, you are watering the seed and you are giving it uh, the attention that it needs as you meditate on the word and your soil will become soft, good soil. That, and if you keep weeding taking out the weeds and putting the word first, protecting the word against the weeds. However busy you are in your life, put the word of God first. Okay, you've got to do your job, I understand that. It's all right to take a bit of uh, enjoyment in entertainment and all the rest, but make sure that you give the word your first attention because that will produce good fruit in your life. The weeds won't actually create anything good in your life. And he says, if you will keep on hearing the word, then you will have great results. It's interesting, if you look at Mark 4, having, uh, remember the conclusion is, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, verse 9. Then he gives the interpretation of the main parable, but then he gives the interpretation of his conclusion. Remember, the conclusion is, the action point is, He who has ears to hear, let him hear and keep on hearing the word of God. Now he expands on that in verse 21, Mark 4, 21. He said to him, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, nor is anything being kept secret that it should not come to the light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, he's saying, He's explaining why the, that punchline is the, is the key. If he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He's saying that there's nothing that is hidden that will not be revealed. You see, when you hide the Word of God in your heart, when you put that seed under the ground, 
in your heart. It's hidden. Nobody can see it, but it's there and it's powerful. And, he's, and this is God's guarantee that if you will hide the word in your heart, that which is hidden will come to the light. That seed will produce the results in your life. It will produce the manifestation in, the life, in your life because the power of God is in the seed of God, the Word of God. So if you, whatever you hide in your heart, it will be revealed. It will come forth in your life. It is revealed. Whatever you meditate on in your life will come forth in your life. If you've been meditating on bad things, that will show itself in your life. But if you've been meditating on the Word, then that which is hidden in secret will be revealed. That's what he's saying. And then he develops it even further in verse 24. Take heed what you hear. In other words, make sure you're hearing good stuff. Make sure you're hearing the Word of God. Be careful what you listen to because whatever you hide in your heart, whatever you meditate on your heart, will be manifested. If you're meditating on eat that which is evil, that will be manifested. If you're meditating on that which is good, that will be manifested. So he said, take heed what you hear. He says, for with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. What's he talking about? The same measure of attention, the same measure of hearing that you give the Word of God, it will be manifested to you. The fruit will be manifested to you accordingly. In other words, the results, the fruit, will be manifest, sorry, will be measured to you. So the more you measure, the greater the measure of your meditation, your attention given to the Word of God, that is how much the fruit and the results will be measured to you. And to you who hear, so he's talking about hearing the Word, to you who hear, more will be given. Praise God. So the more you hear the Word of God, the more attention you give to the Word of God, the more will be given, the more fruit, 30, 60, 100. That's, so even in good soil, there's different degrees, depending on how much attention you give to the Word of God. Once you've got the revelation that the answers to your life are in the Word of God, and you give it maximum attention, the Word will produce the fruit in your life. Praise God. More will be given. And whoever has, now this is a funny verse, isn't it? Whoever has, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Now that doesn't sound very fair, does it? But what it means is, in context, whoever has ears to hear. He's interpreting his main point. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and keep on hearing. So he says, whoever has ears to hear the word of God, to him more results will be given, more fruit will be given, more manifestation will be given. But whoever does not have ears to hear the Word of God, you don't give any attention to the Word of God, even what he has will be taken away from him. And from the parable we know, not, not by God, God doesn't take it away, but the devil will be able to take it away from you. Even that blessing that you have, if you stop giving attention to the Word of God, you will backslide spiritually and you will even lose the manifestation of God in your life it will be taken away from you by the enemy through those three ways we described. Either the fowls of the air or the heat of the sun or the weeds growing up in your life. Through one of those mechanisms, you will lose the spiritual gains that, that you have got if you stop 
giving attention to the Word of God. So you can see that it's the seed of the Word that produces the results. You know, it's interesting in the other Gospels, it says it also in slightly different ways. Um, for instance, uh, we've seen in Matthew uh, 13, 12, it says, whoever has ears to hear shall more be given in abundance. Whoever does not have um, ears that hear, even what he has will be taken away from him. And, the, and Luke says, take heed therefore how you hear the word, for whoever has ears to hear, to him shall be given. And whoever does not have hearing ears, from him shall be taken even what he seems to have. So let me encourage you, put the word of God first in your life because you won't regret it. The word of God will produce the fruit. You can't do it. The soil hasn't got the power to produce fruit in his life. The soil is impotent. But if you receive the word, the word will produce the results. God bless you. Have a God day.